I jumped from like 15 to 30,000 followers over a weekend where I was like, things go very quickly on TikTok. Like you can jump really fast. And then I went to Europe post-grad and literally videos were getting like 300 views. And I was like, maybe this just isn't meant for me. This is just like not what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, that's okay. I'll like figure it out when I'm back. And then I was like, I really don't want to have to work like a nine to five job. I interned at Estee Lauder and I was like, marketing's cool, but like, I don't want to sit behind a computer, like not really having any say, just listening to what other people tell me to do. And then my manager found me and it was funny because 24 hours before my manager had like DM'd me, my mom was like, oh, you should really think about getting a manager. And I think at this point I probably had like 55,000 followers or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mom, you're crazy. No one has like a manager unless they're like huge on TikTok, like pushing like three, 400,000 followers, whatever. And then I got this DM from my manager who was like, have you ever thought about taking social media seriously? And I was like, no, but like, I'd love to talk to you. Mm -hmm. We hit it off. And then from there, we've like tripled the amount of followers that I've had have really like just changed everything where I was like, oh, this is something that I can actually do for a living and we're just going to roll with it. Hello and welcome to The Fostered. I'm your host, Angel Foster, and today we have a very special guest. I am truly so excited for y'all to listen to this interview. We have Eloise Duffka. You may know her from her slick back ponies or her get ready with me's. I love all her makeup tutorials. She has literally put me on to some of my favorite makeup products, and I'm just so excited she said yes to do this interview. I won't keep you from it any longer. Here is Eloise Duffka. Eloise, welcome to The Fostered. I am so happy to have you here. I heard that you were going to be in SF via your vlogs that I watch religiously. (laughs) And I was like, I have to reach out to this girl. Like, because I was in New York and I was like, oh, maybe I'll reach out to you then. Mm -hmm. But then I think you had went somewhere else. And I was like, okay, she's on my dream guest list. It's going (laughs) to happen. I'm manifesting this. And when you said you were here, I was like, I have to reach out. Wait, no. When you DM'd me, I was like, literally so excited. I was like, this is such a cool opportunity. And I was like, I've always wanted to be on a podcast. So I was like, so excited for this opportunity. Like love meeting, as I told you, love meeting other content creators. And it's just like a great community to like create and foster. Yes. So I'm so excited. Wait, am I your first podcast? Yeah. Oh Like official God. first podcast? Yes. I'm screaming. <laughs> that's really, that's an honor. Because <laughs> I feel like within this next year, you're probably going to be on so many more like I feel like your trajectory, like you've had a growth that I haven't seen many content creators have. Like you've been able to really blow up really, really quickly. And I think it speaks to one, how like genuine and authentic you show up and just how good your content is. Wait, stop. I'm like literally sitting here like trying not to smile because my face like hurts. (laughs) Wait, that's so nice. Thank you. I I think it's real. Like and like the community and I'm being a person, a part of that community, like I have like joined your lives and you just are like really encouraging of like other people like I feel like some people will post like not respond to comments but like you really engage with your community which makes me really happy to be a part of it like I love watching like when your videos come up I'm like <laughs> my girl Eloise like I, what is she up to today wait no I like see people who blow up and I'm like I get it at some point when like you reach so many followers it must be hard but I was like I remember being the person commenting on like other people's things and it's like it feels so great when someone acknowledges like you're watching and I mean like I wouldn't be where I am without everyone like comments and watches. So like, I have so much gratitude for like them that I was like, literally the least that I could do was like respond and like engage or like whatever it is. Like, it's like the, about the little things, you know? Definitely. But that makes you so happy. For sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really happy that you're here. And I really just wanted to know like, what is your story? Like who is Miss Eloise? 
you know, I feel like that's like the hardest thing is like we're trying to figure that out fully. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be a doctor. That was like my first like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I like went really? to India, went on this like three week, I guess an internship when I was in high school and like was in a hospital and was like, oh, I like, this is like what I want to do. Got mm-hmm. to a chem class and I was like, mm, I don't think this is for me anymore. <laughs> and then was like sitting there just like aimlessly lost of just like, what am I going to do? And I remember having a conversation with one of my counselors and he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to run shit. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to run, but like, I don't really want to have a boss. I want to be able to do something that I want to do. That's like my, or driven by me, I guess. Hell yeah. Just like my own ideas and like that. So really I had no idea what I wanted to do. And like content creation just kind of like fell in my lap. And I was like, wait, this is like the best of both worlds where you get to do what you want to do, continue making like creative content, like engaging mm-hmm. with new people. As you can tell, I love talking to people. Like talking is a big, <laughs> big yeah. thing that I love to do. Um, but I feel like I'm still trying to figure out exactly where I'm going to be and like what exactly I want to do. But for right now, content is what we're doing and what we're what we're going with for now. I love that. So how did you land on content creation as like a new path for you? literally the green goddess salad. We all remember it. Great salad. Love it. Eat it frequently. And my friend and I were just like, oh, let's make a TikTok. And truthfully, I didn't, I hated TikTok. Like when COVID started, mm-hmm. I was like, you guys are such losers. for like spending <laughs> so much time. And I didn't want to like go down the rabbit hole that so many people go down mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, I just spent five hours on TikTok. And I was like, nope, not me at all. So didn't get TikTok till the very end of COVID and like didn't really spend that much time on it. Never posted, never anything. And then made the salad again, went to bed, and it hit, It was like a baby blow up. So like mm-hmm. 40, 50,000 followers, whatever. Then kept making vlogs where like someone thought I was interesting. And New Orleans doesn't have any content creators at all. Mm. There was like one girl who did like fitness stuff. But I think like she had like 20,000 followers. And I was like, you're famous. I was like, yeah. oh my God, you're so famous. Um, and then I just had this week of rush and just a lot of free time. So I started mm-hmm. making these little vlogs, making like a get ready with me. And I remember going to the friend, her name's Julia, the one who I made the green goddess salad with. And I was like, wait, I just made a get ready with me. Like, is this cringe? Like, is someone going to think that I'm so embarrassing? And she was like, no, wait, I love it. Posted it. It got like 80,000 views. And I was like, oh my God. You ate. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of fun. And then like when the first, first ever company that I not even worked with, but was like, oh, I love your TikToks. Like, mm-hmm. we'd love to send you a pair of like ankle um, weights because I do a lot of walking around the park. Yeah. And I was like, wait, someone wants to send me something? And like, the first thing I did where I monetized off of TikTok and it was literally like $100. But I was like, wait, someone literally wants to pay me to put something in my video for like 15 seconds. No freaking way. That's and then it kind of just took off. Well, not took off. It like, I jumped from like 15 to 30,000 followers over a weekend where I was like, things go very quickly on TikTok. Like you can jump really fast. And then I went to Europe post-grad and literally videos were getting like 300 views. And I was like, maybe this just isn't meant for me. This is just like not what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, that's okay. I'll like figure it out when I'm back. And then I was like, I really don't want to have to work like a nine to five job. I interned at Estee Lauder and I was like, marketing's cool. But like, I don't want to sit behind a computer, like not really having any say, just listening to what other people tell me to do. And then... My manager found me and it was funny because 24 hours before my manager had like DM'd me, my mom was like, oh, you should really think about getting a manager. And I think at this point I probably had like 55,000 followers or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, you're crazy. No one has like a manager unless they're like huge on yeah. TikTok, like pushing like three, 400,000 followers, whatever. And then I got this DM from my manager who was like, have you ever thought about taking social media seriously? And I was like, no, but like, I'd love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. We hit it off. And then from there we've like, tripled the amount of followers that I've had 
have really like just changed everything where I was like, oh, this is something that I can actually do for a living and we're just going to roll with it and see. And I always told myself the minute that TikTok or just social media isn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. is when I'm going to take a step back and figure out something that is. So I feel like you see a lot of content creators where I'm like, you don't look happy with the stuff that you're doing. Like when the brand partnerships where it's like you kind of just going through the motions, but none of it seems very genuine in you. And I was like, I never want to be that person because I hate watching those people. Yeah. Um, And like even people like promote brands they don't like, like all those little things. I was like, you should love what you do because I'm very fortunate to be able to like make money off of doing 15 second videos, like things where it's just like, you're just very in a very fortunate position that don't want to take advantage of it or take any of it for granted. So the minute that it isn't fun anymore, gonna figure it out. But for now, it is so much fun. I love what I do. I wake up every morning, like genuinely so excited for like what I'm going to do. So yeah, that's like a very long story. <laughs> no, it's into. Pr- I feel like that joy really radiates like throughout your content. Like you look so happy, like going to your workout classes <laughs> and just walking around. And I'm like, I'm like, she's getting her steps in. Like, I'm about to go outside, <laughs> get my steps in, go to a workout class. Like actually it was you and Caitlin Nolan who mm-hmm. really like put me on to spin classes. Because before I was like, the, the seat hurts. Like I don't want to yeah, do yeah. it. But now like that is my favorite workout. Like I am obsessed with like, spin. Don't even get me started. Soul Cycle is my therapy. It's my love. It's like everything and more to me. If I could soul every single day of the week, I would, but that definitely is that what y'all say? You can if I souled? Yeah, like soul, like soul cycle, a little abbreviation Cute. for it. Like I love whatever. It. <laughs> That's like also my another, like my friends make fun of me for it, but like sushi, I'll be like, let's get some sushi. And they're like, mm. it's sushi. And I'm like, no, 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 it's sushi. Like, let's go soul. Let's just, let's go soul. Like, that's just <laughs> the abbreviation. I love that. I feel like you really like cherish the simple joys in life and like you could just be living like a super simple life but like you would find so much happiness in it yeah and I feel like again in our generation where you like are constantly overstimulated and just have so much going on I think it's like being able to ground yourself in the little things is like if we took away the phones if we took away like all these different things like all you have are just like basic life necessities or just like basic things Mm -hmm. and in order to fully enjoy the big things I feel like you have to first master the small things. Yeah. If that makes sense. What does that come from? Like, because I, I feel like people, like so many people are just in their sad girl era, but like you definitely are no, not. No, we are not. <laughs> no, sad girl era is not. No. I think growing up in Africa definitely had a big part of it where mm-hmm. you see there's a very clear distinction between people who are well off and people who aren't. Like you could live in a house and literally right outside of your house, you could have, and I grew up in Senegal, so can't speak for everywhere, but just like where mm-hmm. I grew up, where you have like, a literal hut where you have a family of like six living. And it's definitely like one of those things that I think I've come to appreciate the smaller things in life as I've gotten older and matured. Cause I mean yeah. like when you're younger and like you just want everything and like stuff like that. Um, but looking back on it, I'm like, you really just have to appreciate the small things. Cause again, like things could just like TikTok could like stop like tomorrow yeah. and like my following could disappear. And like, I'm gonna have to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. But I just have to like appreciate the small things for like what I like what I can tangibly have now in order to like reach bigger things later. I love that. Gratitude is a really big practice for me Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's just so easy to keep wanting. But it's like you're not really going to get more until you really appreciate what you have currently, which is kind of like a trick from the universe or something (laughs) like that. It's like you have to appreciate so I can give you more. And Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe that is why you've received so much abundance in your life because you truly just give off this like gratefulness like energy no and my manager and I like I think it's like probably on a weekly basis we're just like I am so glad that I found you like so much like good things have happened and it really is like 
I'm a huge manifestation girl. And it's mm. like the energy you put out definitely comes back to you and like tenfold. And Justin, I feel like I've really in the last like year and a half is when I've really cultivated the whole like affirmations and manifestations and all of that. And like, I notice a big difference in just like my overall mental health and well-being is just like the more you give back and the more that you are just grateful for things, like life really is better. And you, again, find joy in like the simple things. Like you don't need a thousand things to make you happy. You just like find one or a couple of things that like really bring you joy and like you'll be good. I mean, like back in the day, people didn't have like all the things that we had and mm-hmm. they were living. So like, gotta, gotta, re- <laughs> gotta go back to that. I love that so much. What is your astrology? I'm an Aries. An Aries sign. Do you know mm-hmm. your other signs? I'm a rising Leo. So double fire sign can definitely, definitely bring the sugar and spice sometimes. Yeah. And then my moon is in Taurus. Okay. Your moon is like what people who are like closest to you and maybe like even yourself identify as. Mm-hmm. And I like most Tauruses I know they really love like a little bit of luxury, mm-hmm. a little bit like they just know like what's good <laughs> in life. And I feel bad about you. Like, Wait, no, I oh my mom jokes that like ever since I was little, I would walk into a store and like the first thing I'd pick off the hanger happened to be the most expensive thing in the really? store. Really? What'd you pick off the hanger? No, just like any sort of oh. I'll go into just in general. Like I gravitate towards like the most expensive <laughs> thing or just like whatever's really nice. And even when I was younger, like all my friends were, I think this was like in sixth, seventh grade. I had just moved to the US and all my friends were like going to Forever 21. And I was like, mom, I want to like go shop. And she was like, no. She's like, you're not going to spend like waste money on like the little things that aren't good quality. Like mm-hmm. you're we're going to go to Lucky Brand Jeans oh. and you're, you're going to go wear a pair of jeans that's like $100 versus like the $10 jeans at Forever 21 because it's going to last you a lot longer. Yeah. And so like even now it's like I'd rather spend the money and invest in mm-hmm. like myself or like the little, not again, not little things, but invest in things versus mm-hmm. just having like fast fashion and like quicker things. Like it's great when it's there. Like sometimes you just need it. But in general, I really like love investing in like the higher quality. <laughs> I mean, and it comes off like your style is like so classic, I feel like. And I just I just love the way you put together outfits. Like I feel like I'm very attracted to like your sense of fashion. It reminds me a little bit of like Rosie Huntington, Whiteley, oh, Haley Bieber. I love her. Yeah. Same. Literally, <laughs> she slays my entire life. And again, I, I mean, you should see my closet. It's like literally if I find one shirt I like, I'll buy it in every single color. Really? Just because not every single color, black, white, and gray are like the sole colors that I wear. I'm branching out into like browns right now and green is a big color for me I'm not wearing any right now but yeah definitely black white and gray and those are just classic colors that match with everything and again I think it goes back to just like investing in those small pieces like blazers that Mm -hmm. you can wear in so many different ways but like invest in a good one invest in all the staple pieces because you can do so many more things with them than like the random zebra print shirt or like whatever it may be but no I am minimalism Hailey Bieber love her style yeah Rosie, love her. Zendaya is another one who like mm. pushes it sometimes, but still goes back to like her roots, like Audrey Hepburn kind mm-hmm. of vibes. No, we love, we love classic yeah. fashion. Classic. <laughs> it's good for the environment. It's good for our wallets. It's good for just everything. It's good for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to back up a little bit and because mm-hmm. you went to, to, to Tulane and you said you did rush, but I thought you only did rush your freshman year. Yeah. So you do rush your freshman year. Um, and I I am a huge sorority stan. I yeah. loved my sorority sisters. I loved my sorority. I was on exec my senior year. So just to like help facilitate it, everyone okay. that's on exec kind of comes back. Well, it's mandatory that you have to come back and just like help like run things, like get girls in lines. And this is the first rush that was fully in person. Mm. So 
a ton of the girls. Like I was fully in person when I did Rush, but then it was COVID. So then you had everyone that was doing oh, like their yeah. virtual Rush, which is very different than when you have to like be in these lines and you have to do your chant and you have to like figure out where you're going to go in the room. There's just, like a lot more planning to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were there also just to like help that. But I didn't really like rush any girls. So I was like, I don't need to sit there and talk to you guys. Like yeah. I'll let the sophomores do that, but I'll just like help you guys get in line and make sure you don't make a huge fool of yourselves. What sorority are you proud of? I was in Pi Phi. Okay. Hi, Beta Phi. We're angels. Love that. <laughs> I was in a D9 sorority. Okay. Like Alpha Kappa Alpha. <gasps> Love my, the man who broke my heart. Not really broke my heart, but his mom was an AKA. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, you should like join. Like you should be an AKA. And I was like, that's not really a thing at Tulane specifically. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I love like the whole Divine Nine. I wish like I knew more about it because Tulane, again, there really wasn't. A divine nine presence, but I don't know why I thought Tulane was HBCU, but it's a PWI. Mm -hmm. We have, I mean, like New Orleans has a lot, not a lot of HBCUs, but there's Dillard mm -hmm. that isn't too far away. Xavier, I think, is also an HBCU. Um, and then you have Loyola, which is right, literally right next door to Tulane, mm. which is an HBCU, but it's more diverse than Tulane. Okay. What was that like? What was your experience like? I mean, I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, which is at one point in time had like three of the most diverse cities like in the U.S. Oh, wow. So for me, I didn't really like realize how a ton of people don't come from diverse backgrounds where like there were some people I remember freshman year were like, oh, I just met my like first ever Jewish person. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like stuff like that. So I feel like coming from a very diverse background, it was like I just didn't really see – like, when I met someone, I wasn't like, oh, like, I see race first. I was like, mm -hmm. I just see you first mm -hmm. um, versus, like, other people I feel like maybe had a slight difference. But it was definitely, I guess, harder for others. But I also just, again, grew up in a very diverse background from, like, my international school when I was in Senegal to, like, Montgomery County. So, I just, again, wasn't really at the top of my mind when I, like, yeah. <laughs> was there. But definitely Tulane is a predominantly very predominantly white school they are working on upping their diversity mm -hmm. um but then you're also like in new orleans which is a predominantly black yeah community but then tulane there are a lot you could like dive into it just tulane is a little bubble within a community but like uptown is very different than the rest of new orleans mm. um so there's a lot that you could dive into about that. <laughs> I bet. That's like a whole – we could talk about for hours. Just yeah. like Tulane <laughs> and the things they've done right, things they've done wrong. But I loved it. I'm going to force one of my kids to go there. Yeah. Because I like – I loved the school. I think being in New Orleans was such a fun city to yes. go to school in. Mardi Gras is a great time. But just like a really fun place. And now we're – I'm going to put it in air quotes. We're a football school. We were terrible oh. at football and now – they might just be doing some things. Okay, that's so, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to a football school, so I'm, like, jealous of anyone who did. Wait, literally, neither did I. And, like, this year, after I graduated, like, they're doing so well. It's always after like, you graduate. Yeah, and I was like, why couldn't you have done this? Like, it would have been so fun to, like, go to a real tailgate. Yeah. But no. That's so cool. I went to Wisconsin, which was, like, a big football school. And, like, watching their tailgates, like, we were up at 6 in the morning getting ready, going out, and, like, everybody being so excited mm -hmm. for this football game. Like, the entire stadium this fits thousands of people and I was just like wow but then at the same time I feel like if it happened every single weekend like it would I would have be been exhausting. like oh, okay whatever yeah but then the fact that it was like my first time seeing it I was like this is so exciting yeah but again wouldn't trade it for the world loved my experience at Tulane loved it I wish the COVID hadn't taken away a full year-ish of it but don't even get me started on Miss COVID <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like COVID has eaten my 20s and I'm just like, whatever. Wait, I feel like 30s are like the new 20s. Yeah. Well, I'm not 30 yet, girl. No, I know. But I feel like <laughs> the older you get, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to still be having so much fun when I'm like 35. Oh, for sure. Like, we're just going to keep glowing, aging like fine wine, just having a great old time. I was listening to something recently, and it was like, if you look good in your 30s, like, you'll look good for the rest of your life. So, like, that is my goal to, like, Mm, look my absolute best. Wait, we slay. We stand. Yes, in my 30s. (laughs) (laughs) So, you are fluent in French. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Why you say? Because you did a whole vlog recently (laughs) Yeah, I did. But it always, like… So, I went from, like, growing up in in Senegal where, like, I would speak French regularly with, like, my nanny and just, like, school in general to coming to the U.S. where, like, I didn't speak it as much in, like, my French classes and whatever. But, like, now I can fully understand everything that someone says, like, when I was in Mm -hmm. Paris over the summer. But sometimes, like, I'll get shy. I'll be like, oh, like, if I say the wrong word or, like, the wrong conjugation. Because, like, in French, you can say… There's so many different yeah. tenses. No, I, I took and French like, and like all of that. I can't that say anything. I'm just like <laughs> so scared that someone's gonna be like, "No, that's wrong." Yeah, but yeah, they're kind of like, not like I went to Paris in March and they were kind of like, "They're like, girl, don't even try." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely like, if you don't speak French, they really don't want you to try. They're like unforgiving almost. Yeah. So that's like I think why I was a little scared. But yeah, so pr- pretty fluent. So. When you were in New Orleans, did you get to practice, like, French a lot while you were there? No, because, like, in New Orleans, it's, like, Creole. So, like, they okay. – it's a very different French. Like, you have, like, the French Quarter, mm-hmm. which is – and, like, a lot of the names are French. But oh, in general, okay. it's – no. Okay. If you even tried, they'd be like, what are you saying? <laughs> I mean, Cajun. Like, Cajun phrases and things. Like, derived from French, but, like, mm-hmm. not really actually French. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna pull up. You're gonna pull up in New Orleans. I was and be gonna like, be like, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> and they'd be like, bitch, yeah. <laughs> Take your ass back. <laughs> I I went there for the first time um, for Essence Fest, and that was so oh, much. Oh, how was that? It was so much fun. I I I was like this close to Issa Rae, and my no boss because I, I I was only there because yeah. I was with my boss, and she was like, Issa Rae's right there, and I was like, Are you? kidding me we got it on video it was actually insane i'd never been around like that many celebrities Mm -hmm. like that before maybe you're like used to this no i'm like no every time like every time i meet someone like even another content creator i was like i'm like hi yeah i I felt like i still get like really nervous and scared even though like at the end of the day they're all normal and like they just want to be treated normally and like i'm saying this like they all want to be treated normally as if they're like uber famous yeah like they're not but it's really just like you go up to them and if you're normal like they're gonna be normal too yeah I mean, there definitely are. I feel like some I've heard horror stories of like influencers being super dismissive and whatever. And I was like, yikes, I cannot. I like went to a dinner and it was an all pretty much influencer dinner. And I was the one who has like the least amount of followers of like everyone that that was there. And just this one particular influencer, I was just like, did not acknowledge my presence the entire time. And the table wasn't like that big. Were you a fan of them? No, not really. But I was like, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. But like the dinner table was like maybe like, 13, 14 people. So it was like one of those yeah. where I was like, you easily could acknowledge everyone that was here. And I just felt like the dismissive sort of like, you know, I feel like you can tell people's like energy just like when mm-hmm. you're sitting around. And I was like, so that is exactly what I don't want to be. And I mean, it honestly was a great learning experience. I was like, no matter how big I get, mm-hmm. I never want someone who's in the same room as me to feel as though I'm dismissing them or that like their time is invaluable or what they have to say is invaluable. And I was like, that just reiterated exactly what I do not want to become. Yeah. So, like, if anything, it was more of a learning experience. But I was like, okay. And, I mean, I've heard that she's kind of the woke anyway. So, this kind of oh, just, like… Solidified Yeah. It. And I was like, okay. And, like, we're not in… I mean, again, well, I don't think we're ever going to cross paths that yeah. much. But more of just, like, a… Damn. 
that's that's crazy. Don't but be it, like that. Yeah, I was like, for what? We're like literally sitting in like an intimate dinner. Yeah, and I'm like here. Like I was invited just like you were. Yeah, and I was like, we're like talking to the same people. So I was like, I don't really get. And it was like pretty much only her. But again, if like someone has a reputation that like is just mm-hmm. kind of dismissive and like that's their vibe, like do whatever you want to do. Like that's not going to be me. Like, and we're, it's fine. Everyone like can do their own thing. Has it been like kind of a culture shock a little bit? Like you gaining more followers and like becoming... I guess, like, increasing in, like, fame, I guess. I feel like the biggest thing I've noticed was I was, like, joking, and it was, like, a trend, like, a trend video. And I, like, texted my manager, and I was, like, oh, like, would it be funny if I said this? And she was, like, normally, yes, but, like, you can't say – not, like, you can't say Mm -hmm. that, but it was one of those that it was, like, the more followers you get – not that you have to censor yourself. You just have to be a little bit more careful or Mm -hmm. more careful than I was in the past of, like, someone may perceive this differently or, like, may not – you know, just, like, being a little bit more – careful yeah but in general that's happened like it was that one trend and it was like one of those when like you're talking about an ex Ooh, so okay. like those are also just a little bit more sensitive but then yeah. other than that no not really and I think at least where I am right now is like not not small but I'm not like huge yet I'm just sort of like in this little limbo area where you can still still be like pretty chill and like yeah. nothing hasn't really changed but you are moving to New York soon which yeah is like- so we'll see when like things <laughs> when I move, what happens. But for right now, I think it's also just like having a really good support system and like who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Which I think is, like I was telling you earlier, all of my friends from school are not content creators at all. They're supportive of what I do, but I wouldn't say that they're necessarily overly engaged in it or Mm -hmm. like anything like that. So it's nice to have, I don't want to call them regular, but just like people who are doing like, who work their nine to fives, like just doing like regular things to be like ground you and like Mm -hmm. take you out of that social media world because it can get really easy to get caught up in it and just like comparing yourself to others and like what they're doing and stuff like that but then it's nice to also have influencer friends who like you can go shoot content with who you can go like do regular things like you do on a daily basis it's all about like having that like perfect balance of both just to keep you grounded definitely do you feel yourself ever falling into that comparison trap and if so like how do you pull yourself out of it I mean I feel like it's so hard not to yeah like literally I remember like earlier this week like Miss Alex Earl has been popping off and has just been like, I remember when I was in Miami two and a half weeks ago, she had like 600,000 followers and like Mm -hmm. she hit a million. And I feel like a lot of times it's really hard not to let your self-confidence go down if like your videos don't do as well or like don't do whatever. And I'll have these moments where like I'll allow myself to just wallow in self-pity. It's barely self-pity because I'm like, Mm -hmm. you still have like packages coming to you and like so many great opportunities. But like allow yourself like an hour to just like wallow in like, you just feeling like shit. Yeah. And then I like pick myself up and I'm like, no, look at everything that you have and like everything that you're doing. I think the biggest thing that I tell myself is like today I have more followers than I did yesterday that I have more than the day before. And like, I'm still continuously growing and that's all that you can really ask for. So like, yes, it may not be like a rapid, I mean, like she just, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. But like, that's also not realistic to continuously assume that every single video is going to be a viral, like multi-million view hit. And like, I think just, taking yourself back to reality and like just realizing how far you've come and like my big thing I have how many followers I start with like every month like I write everything down so I can like go back and like with like my goals like every month my manager and I set goals and we look at them at the end of the month and we're like where did we hit where did we miss like what can we do to like fix it or like Mm -hmm. what can we do to do whatever and it's always like oh this month I started with like a hundred and whatever followers and Mm -hmm. look how many you have now and you're like whoa it may not seem Mm -hmm. that it like right now but, like, when you look back at what you've accomplished over the last 30 days, like, that's a huge jump. Like, you've accomplished a lot. And I think when you're able to, like, 
look again, look at the little things and yeah. be like, you did a lot, even though it may not seem like it right now. Look at the whole grand scheme of things and like, you really, you really did it. You popped off. I need to do that because I feel like I'm in that. Maybe you're like you're in your 300 mm -hmm. views phase. I feel like I'm in that right now. Like I had a video that did really well, and then like kind of ever since then it's just been mm -hmm. like crickets. And I'm like, where is that engagement that you promised me TikTok? Wait, no, like, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's like the other thing is like no one fully understands TikTok and like why one video will hit and like you could do the exact same thing mm -hmm. and like the next video won't hit. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Oh wait, no, no. I like tell myself every day and like I explain it to my mom because she's like wait just like do the same thing you did on that one video and I was like I can she's like and, why don't you just call Taylor yeah, up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like it just doesn't work like that yeah. and like I think that's also just the whole ambiguousness of TikTok yeah also helps me like it's not on you if you're putting out and you're putting the same effort into every single video and like like I do like every video has the same amount of effort and like same amount of dedication that all my videos do so like if one hits it's not a reflection on me it's just like algorithm just didn't pick it up and that's okay. okay but like I'm not gonna deter myself from like stop I'm like I'm not gonna stop I'm just gonna like keep going if you continuously put out content that you're proud of mm -hmm. then like really it's some things hit some things don't but like it will hit at the right time when it's meant to hit which is what I always tell, tell myself too that's so real do you have any tips for people like who are feeling kind of stuck or just like I feel like consistency is the biggest thing yeah like even on days where I'm like again, wallowing in my little hour of mm -hmm. self-pity of like, I don't want to post. It's like, just post the video. Yeah. Just like, keep going. Just keep doing it again. Like when it is no longer fun and when it starts to get way too stressful, yeah. then like maybe you need to reevaluate, but like, just keep going. Everything will, everything happens for a reason and everything is meant to be. I'm a huge, I just think that everything's meant to be. Yeah. But consistency, I think is just like the biggest thing. Do you, is there like a goal you would set for yourself like a week? Like I'm going to hit X amount of videos or no, not really. I like tried that and I think, Sometimes it's great, but I like to just set like month goals because I think sometimes like a goal in a week you could grow and you could grow X amount of followers in one mm -hmm. week and then the next week you're just not feeling it or you're super busy and like trying to put really harsh goals for yourself, not even harsh goals, but just like very time constrained goals. Yeah. I think sometimes like if you let yourself down or like for whatever reason, like you were just super busy and you didn't hit every single thing can sort of take a bigger hit than if you're like, okay, I had 30 days to do this, just like a little mm. bit more time personally for me helps me so I just like set my goals for a week of like this is what I want to hit these are the amount of followers I want to like grow this is the amount of content I want to make like whatever and just doing it on like a whole monthly basis really helps me I like that I think that's a good approach I feel like a lot of the content that I see that's like target making people want to grow they're like every day you need to be posting like three times a day or da da da, da. and it's like I see some creators who go days without posting and they yeah. still but I feel like because their videos are like really good quality mm -hmm. they hit and it's like, I mean, there was this one girl that I followed that I was like, every day she was posting 11 videos a day, like 11 really? to 15. And I was like, no. I was like, that's <laughs> Did just it me. help her? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's just not going to be me. And I think, again, going back to like, no one really understands the TikTok algorithm perfectly. Like why yeah. one video for like someone who could post like every five days and mm -hmm. like, it just does really well for them versus like other people post. 11 times a day because they think it's going to like somehow boost them. You just have to find a nice groove of like what you're able to consistently push out and consistently do. Say that. And like keep that. I love Because I mean like burnout is like super, super real. So I think also again, being realistic of like, I know that I can put out two videos like a day or a video a day or whatever it may be. And like in the beginning, like I was posting a video every like three, four days. And like now I like post three times a day sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'm never – 
super stressed about it. Like I'm like, if today's a two video day, it's a two video day. If it's a one video day, it's a one video, but I'm not gonna push myself for like, for no reason. I love that. And to anyone like listening back home, if you are like comparing yourself to Eloise, like this is Eloise's job. <laughs> like, cause I'm hearing that and I'm like, I need to be posting that much. I'm just like, I, I can't always do three times a day. Like that's not my job right now. Yeah. I have a full-time job making three videos a day for somebody else. And yeah. then I make what I can make when I can make it. Exactly. And again, it's just like, find what works for you. And yeah. like, I think now I'm really in a groove of like what I found has worked, but like I've been not fully making content, but like, going around TikTok since like February. So I've had a couple months to like see what's worked for me, what kind of videos I like making, what like things I like and like give yourself that grace period yeah. of experimenting. I feel like that's like the biggest thing and like your 20s is also like your experimental years of just figuring out what you like, what you don't like or figuring out what you like and like most importantly, figuring out what you don't like and just like fitting that all into your life. So definitely just experiment, take your time. But Comparing is really hard not to do, especially yeah. like in a field like social media. But I, I really like what you're saying, just because I feel like so many times we like kind of suppress those emotions mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm just gonna let myself feel this, but yeah. I'm putting a time limit on it. Yeah. And past that, we gotta get back to work. No, literally, <laughs> like I'll be sitting there and I'm like, not the timer, but like, it'll be like, I'm gonna watch this movie and just like feel shitty. Okay, movie's done. What's the movie? Get up. So, Things Like a Man is my go to movie. Really? I know every single word, like, literally by heart I love that movie I could watch it every single day and like still find so much joy and then just right oh I love just right is another one that's a which classic. like nothing about it is like great acting or like anything yeah. but for whatever reason I'm like this is really no it's it it's feel good <laughs> I just love Queen Latifah oh she slays yeah common oh I love, love him him. we were just talking about him <laughs> <laughs> love common love Queen Latifah and love Paula Patton too she slays yeah. I mean Robin Thicke really did her dirty but she came out of it she slayed she got an album written about her do do they see royalties on that I always wonder like that like does Taylor Swift have to pay these men money Probably no not, they... well, I mean I feel like people were like shitting on her for it but like I mean the girls made the girl the girl has secured her bag yeah. well enough she just uses them for they're her muses for like yeah her songs and that's fine I think if I was someone's muse, though, I would be asking for a check. Like, yeah. 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 Like, if I break your heart, bro, like, you still owe me money. <laughs> no, literally, I was talking to my ex about, like, when I went on the sushi date. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so where are my royalties at? And I was like, well. <laughs> no, I love your date content. Do you feel weird about that ever, though? Or, like, after you post it, do you feel like, what if they see this? No, and it was funny with him because I was like, I said it in the video, too. I was like oh, there's no way that he'd find this yeah. besides like if his sister, his sisters find it. And I was going through the comments and literally she commented and was like, so I feel like this is about, like, I feel like I'm being like not targeted, but like singled out. And I was yeah. like, oh, hey girl. <laughs> hey. I'm talking about somebody else. Yeah. But no, I, for the most part, I feel like none of the guys that I've been with have really been TikTokers or like yeah. go on TikTok. And even like with him about it, we were talking about it a couple of days ago. And he is someone who's very artistic, mm -hmm. like loves music. And so from his point of view, he was like, do it. Like do whatever you want to do. Like super supportive, which I didn't think. Love that. Yeah, I was like slay. But no, he's a good egg. He's a great egg. But no, for the most part, I feel like no. Because like it's just my job. Like yeah. they have their jobs. Just mine happens to be telling my life to people. And yeah. Sometimes they find it interesting. Is it kind of a dating requirement? Like, do you kind of seek out guys who aren't on TikTok? 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because I feel like it also, like, I can't imagine if you're a TikToker and your boyfriend. Well, I mean, there are two sides of it. You you could either both be in the same space where you both Mm -hmm. just understand each other's, like, the needs that you have to do social media wise. Um, But there's also, like, the other part where I think if, like, you're starting to talk to someone, I wouldn't want them to be on social media where they could, like, see what I was up to. Because then it kind of takes away the spark and, like, the fun of, like, oh, what'd you do at work today? Or, like, what'd you do to, like, that sort of thing? You just easily. exactly what you did your whole day. But then at the same time, yeah, I mean, I would never go on TikTok and like complain about. I feel like if I did get in a relationship, I'd keep it very private off of TikTok. Yeah. Cause I see some people who like go on and they're like, my boyfriend did XYZ or like yeah. they're like ranting about it. And I'm like, I've okay, seen, like, maybe break up like. relationships too. Like uh, that Chris guy, him, the guy who's always with Megan Trainer. Oh, yeah. Like, I would be so devastated. <laughs> Wait, and I love them. Their content they used to make, yeah. I was like, you guys are so cute. But at least for right now, I've been in like the very early, no person has crossed like the potential, yeah. whatever. Um, but for now, I honestly haven't even like been dating that much because I've been so focused on like me and what I want. The dating has kind of been on the back burner and that's why I deleted Hinge in the first place. Raya is just useless to begin with, but I was like, I kind of just want to meet someone like organically. Yeah. I feel like there's something like fun and special about like not going on an app where both people are like looking for the same thing or like to hook up or whatever it may be of just like, oh, you met at a bar and like. Let's see where it goes. The apps are kind of scary too. Like I was only there for a brief time, but the people on there were just really, I don't want to say like rude, but just, I guess very just straight to the point. Like yeah. I just want to hook up, but I was like, I'm not really looking for just yeah. like a bunch of hookups right now. Which is why I liked Hinge. Cause I mean like Hinge started off being like the more, like if you're looking for a relationship okay. and at least in New York, when I was on it two summers ago, the men there were very forward, but like you could meet up or you could like a guy in the morning and like he'd be like what are you doing tonight and like sort of like cut to the chase going to get it which I kind of like because when you're sitting there like texting for a while you can get mm-hmm. the ick about like they said this or like yeah. the way they text is <laughs> oh yeah I got my, the ick on so many guys so my quick. biggest ick is when men don't know how to like write the right there or mm-hmm. two oh. or like the little spelling things I take very seriously yeah. and like that was a huge ick that if I was texting a guy for like a week and a half before we met up and he was just like just illiterate, I'd be like, I gotta go. Yeah. My biggest ick was like guys like trying to be like too familiar too soon. Mm, like one mm-hmm. guy was like really trying to act like he was my man. But I'm like, bro, we just Yeah, I talking. just met you. Like I literally let, let's calm down a little bit. He we both like the office. And so I felt like he thought that like that was enough to make me his wife. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a very popular show. <laughs> like, that's not enough to make someone your wife. I don't know. It was very weird. <laughs> I thankfully haven't had that many oddballs in That's terms good. of dating but I'm also like more selective yeah I, I get that vibe from you yeah I just sit there and I'm like I I can't yeah <laughs> I just can't <laughs> do you like do you actually go on that many dates then so like now I feel like not really but that summer I was living in New York and that was like when I was like I'm just gonna go gung-ho like mm-hmm. I'm here for a good time I'm like just gonna see what's up yeah and my first real experience in like online online dating I Mm -hmm. guess and like there was a time where I was going on I went on like three dates in a day and like that was just when you're meeting all these new people for the first time like you're verbatim just repeating the exact same story Mm -hmm. like word for word the exact same thing and I was just like this is so tiring yeah so then I stopped but it was super fun and like pushed me out of my comfort zone and I was like this is like I'm learning life skills how to talk to anyone and like make conversation and like all of that so it was a great time I don't want to do it anymore yeah but I loved it for the time that I loved going on these dates going like, and New York guys are also like willing to spend money and put in effort and like all of that. But yeah. I was like, 
This no, is really fun. If I fun. wasn't dating right now, like that's where I want to be. Like mm-hmm. just watching like your videos and Clark videos. Like, oh I'm my like, God. I don't know where Clark finds those men because I think she uses like Hinge. And I mean, I guess I deleted it, but no. There is nothing more attractive than a man who like will be like, pick you up at eight, we're going here. And like who mm-hmm. takes the initiative to plan a date and like do the whole thing. Yeah. Like that's what I like. Love that. Love that every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just hits different. <laughs> I wish more men, and maybe they, like listen to this podcast, men. Yeah, yeah, if you guys like, are listening. <laughs> like, women love when you take charge and like really put the effort in. Like, yeah, it, it really doesn't take much to please us. So just lead. You wanna be the leader? Wait, lead? yeah. And like the one guy that I went on the date with, we had gone out the night before. He had invited me to his table. It was super fun, but just like getting to know each other. The mm-hmm. first time I'd really hung out with him, we went for a walk in Central Park the next day. And like in passing, when we were leaving, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to Whole Foods and like buy my favorite snacks. And he was like, oh, like what snacks are you going to buy? And I was like, Manchego cheese, my pita chips, hummus, and like Persian cucumbers. I get to this man's apartment. These are some bougie ass snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'll also bougie. say like, in like when I did a what I eat in a day, everyone was like, you didn't eat a single meal. And I was like, I like snacking. Like that's my thing. I'll yeah. eat like five, six different like snack times throughout mm-hmm. the day instead of eating like a full meal. But I get to this man's apartment and like sitting there is this like not charcuterie board, but like cheese board. Oh, I love that. Three different Manchego cheeses, three months, six months, and nine months, the hummus, the pita crackers, the Persian cucumbers cut up. And I was like, you we really listened to like the little things that I didn't even think like mattered that much. You listened to my whole grocery because that Wait, was yeah. not a snack list. That was a grocery <laughs> list. <laughs> so the fact that you remembered that. And I was just like, you went out and like bought all these things. And you don't even like know me that well, but you like put in the effort to do that. And I was like, you get major brownie points. Yeah. We went on this date and he was like, oh, I have a reservation at the Nines, which is a really great bar in Mm. New York. And I think that's just the difference of like a boy and a man who's someone who like really can like plan it out, listens. Mm -hmm. And it's the biggest problem is like nowadays people don't listen. Like everything just like goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. But like if you actually just take a second to like listen to what someone says, like everything that they need, like they're telling it to you, you know? Mm -hmm. But no, love him for that. I love that. That was a great date. I'm like, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Montez does really sweet things. I love him. <laughs> um, He's a good egg. Yeah, for sure. So when did you graduate? In May. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so like has not even been a full, well, I guess it's now six months, but. That's exciting. How has post-grad life been for you? I feel like you're not having, like no. the post-grad <laughs> life you're having is not the post-grad life I had. No, I am, again, very fortunate. I was with my friends like way earlier in the summer and she works like her regular nine to five job, mm-hmm. she works in marketing. And I was like sitting in her room while she was working and I was just like watching and I was like, you just don't seem like you're really happy. And I guess mm-hmm. like, and that's also another thing is realistically how many people get the job of their dreams the first time? Like it's not- yeah. The majority of people and I think that's just like something you work through you again you find out what you don't like and mm-hmm. sort of but I think a lot of people are also lost and just don't know what you want to do because I mean yeah the amount of jobs that are out there is just insane versus like yeah. what you study in school and I kind of think undergrad is a little bit bullshit unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer where you need some specific prerequisite you mm-hmm. really could major in anything and like get a job in a field that's completely different and you also learn everything you need to learn like while you're on the job for the most part yeah I mean some things you don't but for the most part. Um, so like watching them and I was like, huh, this is so interesting. Cause like mm-hmm. I wake up every day excited to do what I do, but like you wake up and you're like, I'm going to sit on a computer for six hours and like kind of hate what I'm doing. Yeah. But no, post-grad life has been, 
unbelievable. We like, love that I feel for like you. it's <laughs> love that for you. I'm actually happy, like, especially like women of color. Like, I'm like, we, I want us to be living these lives, like these soft lives, mm-hmm. like sooner. I don't want it to be until we're like 40, until yeah. we get to experience a nice life, like some quality of life. So I'm like, when I look at you, I'm just like, yes, girl, like I am happy for you. Like you are living that life and I'm going to be living it too. <laughs> and I feel like that's the great thing about TikTok. Like, yes, some people, it's very easy to romanticize your mm-hmm. life. And again, that's just based on who you follow. But I think it's a nice thing for like, if I was in, if I was a freshman now and like I found me or just found mm-hmm. anyone that I was like, that you look up to and be like, you can achieve everything that you want to achieve. And like, they're doing it. So like, it just takes some hard work, a little bit of luck, but like, you can achieve anything that you want to. And I think yeah. it's great to have TikTok where you can like visibly see those people doing it. Definitely. Just to like really solidify it in your mind. I like to ask all my guests, what is something that they're fostering? I feel like right now I'm really trying to foster my like communication. Love that. Especially because I think a lot of times like you get sidetracked with just like life. And I mean, when I was in college, like I lived with all my best friends and it was super easy to like, if you needed something, you just go and knock on someone's door. But now, especially that we're further away, like, oh yeah, I said, I'm going to call you on this day. I'm actually going to follow through and call you or like just fostering better communication, like better communication. Cause I think that's like, these are relationships that like I, they're all going to be at my wedding one day. Like just really just cultivating and making sure those maintain, even if we're not physically in the same place. I love that. Eloise, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And oh my God, wait, so this is so much fun. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what you do next. And I'm just happy to be a part of your community. Wait, I'm so thankful to you for like reaching out and like letting me be on this. I can't wait. Like maybe a year from now, we'll like redo this. And yes. We'll, like look back on in it New and be York. like, whoa. <laughs> yes, I love that. In New York, a year from now, I'm going to write it down in my journal. Yes. We're going to be Like the Billie again. Eilish interview that she does oh, every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to oh, do so that. Oh, so basically that's going to be it. <laughs> We've literally just said it in stone, spoken into the universe. It's happening. Love that. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please give this podcast a five-star review and share your favorite part of this episode. The more you share, the more you review, the more you support, that is what really helps this podcast grow. And as you all know, it is my goal to really grow the podcast this year. And so any support, help you can offer with that is greatly appreciated. Thank you all so much for listening and be sure to check back next week.